Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. In the week that saw 10 more fugitives go on the run in Channel 4's Hunted, BBC One returned to Nanata's house for more called The Midwife, and Dancing on Ice lose its first celebrity in the shape of Mark Little, this is Series Linked. I'm Emma Bullymore from the TV Times, and this is Mark Jeffries from The Mirror. Hi, Jeffers. Hey, how's it going? I'm very good, thank you. On our second episode of this new podcast, dedicated to everything on the box that's both on and in demand. We'll be joined by special guest Death in Paradise actor Shaiko Amos. Jungle celebrity and guitarist from the Vamps, James McVeigh, shares his box set to watch before you die. And we won't be shy of a bit of drama as we look at the return of Cold Feet and hear from one of the stars' favourite plea. You're listening to Series Linked, the podcast for TV fans by TV fans. So, Jeffers, big week of telly, but I suppose the most newsworthy bits... Fiona Bruce took over question time. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about drama later. There was plenty of political drama, I thought, with uh, with Fiona, and I thought she did a brilliant job. It took about two minutes before she really, I felt, hit the hit the ground running. She was calling out uh, the MP, James Cleverly, really early on for not answering a question. She got the audience involved early, and I just thought she did a really good job, especially as it was uh, such a, such big shoes to fill in the, in the form of David Dimbleby. What, what did you think? Well, I thought there was going to be more fanfare, she kind of she kind of said it's very nice to be here, but that was it. You know, considering such a big change, you know, it's been the same presenter for such a long time. So I expected a little bit more. But when she got into it, I did think she was really good. She was so calm. You know, you could see sometimes when Dimbleby was was trying to interject with politicians, he would be getting a bit worked up about it, and she was just very calm and relaxed. But she would not let them get away with anything. I thought she was great, actually. She she seemed to obviously know her stuff. I mean, there's no reason why you wouldn't expect that. But I just felt that she compared to David, maybe was calling them out a bit more. She seemed to have a lot of... She was quoting back things when they were making mistakes. Um, there were some really good audience members, some good interaction. Uh, the, the lady in the yellow jacket got a lot of social media pick-up <laughs> afterwards for her, for her comments, which, which obviously helped Fiona. But Didn't I thought, you say she's now actually joined Twitter... Because she, of question time, yeah, she's got a big social media following now. She was sort of, she's obviously very pro EU and anti sort of the government in what she was saying. But I thought Fiona let the audience speak a lot and let them sort of call the MPs out um, rather than her having to do it all the time. And also, she just she just did her best to try not to let them sort of bang on, which which unfortunately these days with question time is all the MPs want to seem to do. They don't necessarily want to answer the questions; they just want to score score points a lot of the time. She does obviously present the news, but also things like Antiques Roadshow. I, I guess some people maybe thought she might be a slightly softer touch than some of the other names that were linked to it. 
but as as we've said, I thought it was a really solid start. Um, she she was quoting back lots of lots of facts and figures. She wasn't letting them get away with anything. Um, and she did say to one MP, occasionally you are going to have to stop talking, and that seemed to at least shut him up for five <laughs> or ten minutes. Do you think it still works as a bit of telly question time? I think it does. I think the problem is there's obviously so much doom and gloom in politics at the moment. Um, it might be that this is the only hour that some people watch of politics. It also gets a lot of social media follow. And so I think from that point of view, it still serves a purpose. So this week has been a big week for returning drama, including Death in Paradise. And I mean, we all love Death in Paradise and I'm very excited. So we're joined by one of the stars of this series, Shaiko Amos is here. Hey. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. And Shaiko plays policewoman Ruby Patterson. We're going to be seeing a lot more of her from this week onwards because you're coming in. This is your big episode, really, isn't it? Episode yes, two. it is. It's my big reveal. Who, yes. Who's the new police officer? And she, because she's not, um, she's not the most diligent, experienced police. <laughs> I, those are the best words. Not the most diligent or experienced. Absolutely, yeah she's she's fresh she's new and she's really learning everything as it's happening so uh yeah that lends itself to to a lot of uh, uh mishaps <laughs> and you're sitting here in the studio with us beaming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how exciting was it to get a role on this show i say it every time but it really was a dream it really has been a dream for me i mean uh you know i've been acting for a while and like all actors will say, you know, you wait for the moment when you get a, a job like this. It's such a popular show. It's on the BBC. It's a brilliant part, a great character. So it really ticks. It ticks all the boxes. So I, I just feel really grateful and really happy about it. <laughs> and it's a fictional island, obviously, but it's actually filmed in Guadeloupe. So what, what's it like filming over there? Is it ever too hot? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Because me and Emma actually were lucky enough to go on set um, for, for the film of this. Yeah. And we, we heard about these famous sort of chamois leathers that are dipped in ice. And yes. you, need, you, need, you need everything you can to stay cool, basically. Everything. I, I, I remember you guys being there. And yeah, it, it is... I mean, I think for about the first month, I was like, yeah, I'm cool with this. This is heat. This is wonderful. It's everything I could have imagined. And then you just get to this point where once you've been under those lights and you've got the police uniform on, it's really hot. And I, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's taking a lot out of me. But, you know, when you've been on set all day, that really is an impediment, I think. And was there anything that happened in the zoo? Because obviously your episode on Thursday night when you come in yeah. was all filmed at the zoo. I just wonder how, how sort of difficult was that with all the animals and stuff? Well, I wasn't on set when this happened, but Blake Harrison, <laughs> one of the animals um farted while he was like doing his scenes so that tops it i think um and he's great because he's hilarious um and i remember he was just so funny and made us laugh all the time and did you you were saying when we were out there that you wanted to get your mum on set yeah did she manage to go on my mum <laughs> came on set yes she did and she was uh, like there with ardle and i've got a really fun stunt that i do actually i, I managed to do 
I did one out of my two stunts that I had um, this season. I'm very proud of that. And um, so one of them, she actually was there for, and wow. she was like the proud mom. She was like, yes, girl, you jump in that water. <laughs> <laughs> and like, actually, three of my aunties were there as well. And it was really, really lovely. It was a great, great time. Yeah. Did they manage to hold back from, you know, embarrassing you and asking for autographs <laughs> or that kind of thing? No, they were asking for <laughs> pictures. They were with Ardell. They just totally went for it. And I was like, you know just sat there and let it happen <laughs> and I, I wanted to ask about um later in the series mm. um there's a two-parter and obviously the big success of death in paradise in many ways is that it's all sort of completes within mm-hmm. a single hour so you're, you're throwing it out and you're going for a two-parter like what can you tell us about that oh i can't tell you too much apart from the fact that it's it's a departure from kind of the tone of what we have on death in paradise actually i'm really looking forward to the audience being able to to see that it's a little bit darker a bit scary but i mean we still we've still got ruby patterson to lighten those moments so don't worry about <laughs> don't worry too much <laughs> so is it going to be suddenly all line of duty and kind of gritty and um, well oh, i've got God. you know we were jumping in those cars and running <laughs> and we had aerial shots and i mean it, it got it got pretty intense i felt very um you know nypd blue for a, for, wow. a, for, a for a moment wow. for a split second <laughs> Um, but it was yeah it was really cool and how does it feel to replace Danny John Jaws because he's mm-hmm. you know the only you know character from the original in that in yeah, that core four of characters it feels honestly I just think it's an honour I mean he's been so magic on the show he and I and I actually um, you know kind of have said that he's he's been brilliant and for me who's, who's a newbie you know to step into his shoes that's that's great it just makes Mike because he set it up for me so thank you daddy and um he's I, I I was nervous I can't pretend that because you know everyone on social media does always tell me we miss daddy or you get the ones the ones of you out there that are like oh I'm only watching it for him and they're not even going to give me a chance give me a chance you know on, on the one hand it was daunting but on the other hand I just um, thought, well, I'm, I'm completely different. So it's a chance for me to just do something different. And, and I really hope that um, you guys will like it. So, yeah. <laughs> and you're great at the acting part, but you mm-hmm. said there's a bit where you have to do some driving and that's not so good, right? Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, I'm not... <laughs> look, I vehicles any any kinds of vehicles um you know whether car motorbike i had motorbike lessons before i went out there but i also had just learned to drive and i had an accident on the island so but i I, you know i was fine everything was fine but these are the things that i'm learning so that's a bit of life imitating art why did you have an accident what were you doing were you just lose control of it no 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 I was driving and um, basically a car just came and they drive very fast in Guadeloupe so basically a car bashed into me and it's one of those things not my fault thank goodness but um, (laughs) yeah these things happen and your insurance premium just rises and rises think the bbc's insurance <laughs> rises and rises sorry and ho- hopefully the real life police were like quite good about it as well until they, it came on they were great they loved it they were like oh yeah you play I mean, you know it's, it's interesting you go you know but they, they were great every everyone was really lovely about it and Ru- ruby still got a lot to learn i just wonder mm-hmm. whether you would like to continue is it is it a job you'd like to do for a few years absolutely yes yes 
Yes, I would. <laughs> to whoever's listening out there, to the powers that be, I would like to continue playing Ruby um, Patterson in the future. Yeah. When do you find out about another series? Do you know? Um, we don't know yet, but I mean, it will be soon for us to know because I think filming would have to start again. But we're, we're never sure. That's what we know so. well it's, it's doing it's, it opened with 6.2 million last week so I mean the signs are pretty good I think it'll be coming back so the fingers crossed great. I believe that's more than Luther hey. <laughs> I mean come on more than Luther come on Dave. it's, it's good, start, good start good start forget Idris we've got Ardor come yeah, on yeah. exactly <laughs> and what telly do you watch when you're just chilling out and not working well, uh, do you know I actually really enjoy Christmas watching um, this this um, Christmas I watched The Long Song Yeah, I, li- I love the BBC dramas I I mean, I, I think like the BBC does it best. Um, so I watched the long song. I did watch Luther. I loved it. What was actually funny, the BBC um, tweet, uh, not tweeted, but they put on Instagram, you know, who who could name a better duo than Luther and Alice? And I uh, messaged them back saying, uh, Officer Hooper and Ruby, obviously. Yes. <laughs> you know, like joke. But um, no, I watched Luther. Um, I watched Mrs. Wilson. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just love those dramas. And what do you think keeps people watching Death in Paradise? I mean, we all have mm. our own reasons for loving it yeah. because it's quite unique isn't it there's nothing really like, like it on telly it's definitely unique it's definitely it definitely fits in its own um box and i was actually talking because my mum is such a fan as i was saying and, and a lot of my aunts and you know for actually i was asking my mum about this and she said that she felt that for maybe people from the caribbean it was something that actually just reminded them of what it's like to be back at home if people still you know like the older generation because a lot of my older aunts were calling her last week to say oh we think we saw shiko you know in the end she's like yeah but they it's just just the nostalgia of the 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 landscape and the heat and then i think for like just brits and us who are here i mean it's cold for a start so we like to see that and and i think people still do watch television to escape yeah you know we sometimes i think everything is very real everything's very dramatic and it's really nice to just be able to sit back and just enjoy something and be entertained um, at, rather than being like shaken to the core sometimes. It's never going to be too upsetting, is it? No, no, thing. No, I, no. Think, I think everything you said spot on. And the mm. other thing is some, some things are quite difficult to watch. I know Arda, when I interviewed him mm. recently, said the same thing. You know, you have to think very hard about Line of mm. Duty or Luther. And Death in Paradise, you can sit back and relax. I mean, yeah, there's a murder, but, you know, you're going to find out who it is at the end. It's, and it's going to yeah. be quite lighthearted in terms of as, as lighthearted as a murder can be it's, it's, it's sort of fairly you know light and it's sunny yeah. and it's all it all wraps up in an hour so I think it's a you know it's a nice easy watch yeah definitely and you can I guess you can still watch it watch it with the family I know it's on at nine but it's still it's a good family show so people still want that definitely oh you got the plug in early there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's on Thursdays nine o'clock BBC One Shaika thank you so much for being here I can't wait to see Ruby as she blossoms on screen oh. thanks Shaika thank you so much So lately, ITV have seemed a little bit obsessed with the parent-offspring travelogue format, we've noticed. Bradley Walsh this week has been on his travels with his son, Barney, across the United States of America in a show called Breaking Dad. See what they've done there. Travel shows, big staple of British television. So, Jeffers, I want to know, if you had to go on a big road trip, which big TV name would you want as your companion? Well, I was trying to think of the characters, and and I think for a long trip, presume I'm presuming this is a long road trip, maybe across America or something. I think I'm going to need someone funny, someone who's going to sure. make me laugh. You know, don't want someone boring. So I immediately think of all the classic comedians. I've, I've ruled out a few straight away. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bean, perhaps his car was always a bit ropey, wasn't it? So I th- don't think we'd bother with him. 
Um, I thought of David Brent as well. Not, oh God, no, no. Nessa from Gavin and Stacey drove the, drove a lorry, didn't she? <laughs> but, I think she'd be able to fix it if it broke down. But I feel like our personalities probably aren't perfectly matched, and so <laughs> I've decided to go with Kaylee from Car Share. She's Great. used to being a passenger. I could drive. And if by any chance we can get John as well, um, Peter Kay's character, that would be a bonus. But I think Kaylee would be a pretty good companion for me. You know, you've missed the obvious. Who's that? Brendan from Coach Trip. That's that's who you would have. Uh, He'd be able to show you all the sights. He's fun. He knows how to, you know, break up an argument. I definitely have him. If not Paul O'Grady, because I like him. But other, you know, I think one of them two. You'd be sorted. I want to drive though. Brendan's (laughs) Brendan's not going to let me drive that coach, is he? Why are you so obsessed with driving? I just, I just think it's going to be more enjoyable if, I, if I'm driving. I'm presuming, I'm imagining here we've got like a soft top convertible or something, you know, a cool car. So I, w- I want to be the driver. Obviously, Gusted, you didn't say me. I, <laughs> I would have been a great navigator, but there you go. You're listening to Series Linked with Emma and Jeffers. Coming up very shortly, we've got James McVeigh giving us his box set to watch before you die. When you buy clothes from Balkan, you're not buying from just another online retailer. You're buying from a five-star rated brand. Fit and quality is at the heart of everything we do. And you're not buying throwaway fashion either. You're buying meticulously crafted, elegant pieces that you'll love forever. Our collections are defined by foundational pieces infused with timeless essentials and relevant trends. Marie Claire described our collections as everyday designs with a cool fashion edge. And The Telegraph said, If you're after a perfectly pulled-together, paired-back capsule wardrobe, then Balkan is your go-to. Right now, you can enjoy a little luxury for less in our end-of-season sale. And with free delivery and returns when you spend £59, there's never been a better time to try us. In fact, the only difficult bit is spelling our name. Balkan. B-A-U-K-J-E-N. Find us at Balkan.com. That's B-A-U-K-J-E-N.com. The next thing we're going to talk about is Cold Feet, which I absolutely love. I'm quite jealous because, Jeffers, you've been hanging out with Faye Ripley. Yeah, I got to spend a bit of my lunchtime with her. She was on really good form. And also, she's got a really big series coming up, quite a big story arc coming. Um, so I think it's going to be a big year for her, yeah. Let's have a listen now. What would you say the main sort of themes or the main ideas of this this sort of series of Cold Feet are? Well, the thing about um, Mike Bullen, who's the creator of Cold Feet, what he's done really successfully, again, if, uh, you know, I think, is that he's we're having a look at where these characters are um, and just when you think you know what's happening, Pete and Jenny, for instance, marriage is back on track. You know, Jen's going back to university, taking control of her life, um, just as she thinks and they think and the audience think that everything's okay. There's something around the corner that nobody expected. There's a massive curveball, and it's really how all these cat, all of them, have their own bombs dropped. To be honest, and it's how they all interact and and how they deal with those that I guess makes it cold feet. You know, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's sad, uh, but hopefully it's always relatable. And in that first episode, Pete obviously thinks you're pregnant, so it starts off with quite a quite light-hearted and quite positive and then quite quickly sort of that storyline changes yes it takes a turn and and so jenny does find a lump and um or the doctor does and the um and it's sort of going to be you know that is 
you know, we can't sort of shy away from... I mean, Mike always wants to write things that are happening to people out there, and this is one of them, sadly. Um, certainly a lot of my friends are tackling breast cancer, uh, and family members are too. And it's, you know, I guess, uh, hopefully what we will do is surprise people with how we're dealing with it, hopefully in a good way. And, and uh, hopefully what we've done is also not make it all doom and gloom, you know, because... Um, one of the things that I was really keen to achieve is that, I don't know about you, but I am, I am never funnier than when I'm in the middle of a tragedy in my actual life. Like, the minute I call an ambulance and, you know, whatever, that is the moment where I find my funnier side, there's no doubt about it. Mainly because you've got to. It's a survival thing. It's a very British thing, I think, as well. Does it get even easier working together? I guess this, this would be the third one back. So the first series, I've read a lot of stuff of the weekend where you talked about there was some, maybe some nerves in the room. Second one, I imagine it gets easier. Does it, does it get easier? Is it, does it feel sort of... It, it's just like, it's, it's like family now. You know, you don't... It's a really... Um, what, what you are able to do is shortcut. You, you just... You can shortcut all the polite stuff and get straight to... Uh, John, can you brush your teeth? <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You can just go, I know well enough. John, seriously, mate, go and, do you just need to get the electric toothbrush going here, mate? Or well, whatever. Or a kissing um, Or whatever, yes, of course. <laughs> and he will say, say, no, you're nagging me. Faye, that's actual nagging and that's not allowed. And I'll go, really? Okay. Amazing. So that was Faye Ripley chatting to Jeffers earlier. I'm really pleased that she's getting a really meaty storyline. I mean, it's going to be hardcore, which, you know, Cold Feet have a really good history of doing some some really difficult storylines really well. I'm glad she's going to get that opportunity. Yeah, I think she's she's a little bit nervous about it. It's obviously quite a downbeat storyline um, having breast cancer in it, but she was very quick to point out that there are going to be lighter moments. Um, you know, they're going to be going to a music festival. There's going to be other characters having sort of relationship problems, the, the usual sort of things with Cold Feet. So I think it, it's, it's just one storyline in there, but obviously for Faye it'll be quite an emotional role coaster I think over the next sort of six or eight episodes I'm so excited for this to be back I love Cold Feet I didn't watch it the first time round and then they put it all on ITV Player which is such a genius move so I just watched it all before the big reboot a few years ago and then I've just become obsessed well I've only really started watching it recently um, and I must say it's, it's great it's, it's, it's quite an easy watch um, compared to some of the more harrowing things although perhaps with this phase storyline it'll be a bit more serious but it's great great also for this new series that they've managed to get it um, back on Monday nights. I think last series they tried it in a Friday night slot and I know that got a lot of criticism. The ratings also went down quite, quite significantly so I wouldn't be surprised if now we're back on Monday nights it's going to do really well. The thing is, like you say, when you think about Cold Feet, you think of it being smiley and it makes you feel warm. But they have had some really hardcore storylines. John Thompson had an amazing mental health storyline and a suicide attempt last year. The abortion storyline, I thought they handled really, really well. Because any TV drama, no one actually has an abortion. They always kind of, you know, then decide not to and everything's fine and they grow love the baby. But they actually really tackled that head on last year, I think it was, or the year before. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I just think it's a great show. I think it's actually quite underrated. I know lots of people do like it, but I, th- I think they do amazing work on there. I think also with um, them having done it for a number of years, gone away and then come back, um, the chemistry's still there. They, they talk about being sort of nervous initially when it came back. We're now into the third series of, I guess, the new the new block of block of episodes. And you can see that they know each other well. The, the relationships seem very genuine. They seem very real. The writing by Mike Bullen is excellent. And it's, it's just a very solid format. And I, I can see it running for, for a number of years. 
I think what you're saying is absolutely true. That, that chemistry between the five of them. I would be shocked if there was a story that they didn't get on. I would think, no, what, really? Because th- it really feels like they work well together and you can see that they've known each other for years. And they've all gone off and done, they've all been sort of big and fairly successful in their own right on other projects. You know, probably one or two of these would quite often perhaps lead another drama and you've got them all together and they all work almost better together as a team. So it's, it's a really great combination. And um, yeah, I think loads of people are looking forward to it. I think it's going to do really well. And don't you think it's so refreshing to have something that's not a crime drama? I mean, we love Death in Paradise and there's lots of great crime dramas on. But, you, you know, it's nice to have something that doesn't have a detective in it. It's not who done it. It's just about people and their lives. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's always really realistic. Sometimes they have little fanciful bits and sometimes they have bits that ring really true. But I just think, you know, I love This Is Us. I love Brothers and Sisters. I love things that are actually just about people living their lives without some big concept. So I don't think there's enough of that, personally, for me on telly. I thought the first episode was really great, really on form. Adam's having a bit of a midlife crisis. And sometimes th- these shows, they don't really age the characters along with the actors, but they've really done that. Last year, I think it was, they had a bit of a pop at James Nesbitt's hair transplant. And this year, he is, he's having a bit of a midlife crisis. So I think they dealt with that really well. Yeah, I mean, he tried it on with a, a, quite a few people in the first episode. It was it was a lovely start, I thought, with the with the wedding setup, and there was a sort of question mark as to could it be Adam getting married? You know, could it could it be David? But it turned out to be the nanny Ramona. Um, so that that was a bit of a cheeky sort of start to, to the to the proceedings. And then uh, yeah, Adam was, as I say, trying it on with quite a few of the guests, and you sort of see he's having some sort of midlife crisis, the sort of thing I really hope I'm not having in about ten years' time. <laughs> complete with his leather jacket and everything. And I then, think it's a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, it was, I thought it was a really good start. Absolutely. Well, obviously, Cold Feet, not the only big drama that's just come back. Call the Midwife as well. I don't know if you're a fan, Jeffers, but it's absolutely huge. Shows no signs of slowing down. What do you reckon? It's, this isn't uh, sort of something that I would normally be that interested in, I've got to be honest, but, you know, you can't argue with the figures. The Christmas episode, 9.6 million consolidated. That's one of the biggest dramas on TV. And I must say, for, for years, I sort of looked on it from afar and I sort of thought it was like, you know, heartbeat with babies, if I'm being honest. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was fairly light, light, lightweight and I didn't think there was much to it. But when you actually sit down and watch it, you know, it's a very, it's a very good drama and it's very uh, in-depth and it does look at some really serious problems. And I know they've had a great response when they when they've talked about sort of you know medical illnesses and that type of thing and sunday's episode that we just saw you know it dealt with an abortion an illegal abortion very serious subject and and it and it was really sort of well played out really thoughtful very emotional actually as well watching it noticed on social media a lot of people in tears by the end of the episode and actually um it deserves all the credit that it gets because it it, you know it's a really well-rounded well thought out drama I never fancy it. I never think, oh, yeah, I'll watch Call the Midwife. I think, oh, for God's sake. But then when I put it on, it always gets me. I'm always crying. I was crying watching this episode. And usually also at the happy bits. You know, in this episode, you had a lady who was going to give birth to twins. And that's a bit of a twist. And that was really happy emotional. And then there was obviously, like you mentioned, this this abortion storyline that was really hard hitting. And I think as they go through the 60s, they're going to deal more with the pill coming in and with social change. And I think it's it's almost as historically interesting as it is as a piece of entertainment. I think some people don't really classify it as a as a period drama because they think of those as being, you know, they have to be hundreds of years ago. But that's that's essentially what it is, a really, really good quality period drama from that period of the 60s. I think we've got a tease that there's going to be some voting sort of storyline coming Women's up as suffrage, well. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is another sort of very interesting moment in our history that's, that they're, I'm sure that they're going to play out very nicely. Um, but just going back to the, the first episode, the thing that struck me um, was for that porter. I mean, it ended up being three, three it ended up being triple 
triplets in it, three kids. I mean, how on his wages? How does he? How is he going to feed five kids? Well, I know. I mean, he was obviously overwhelmed with emotion, but that's a serious consideration. And because they're not using the pill, I, I thought, well, they'll stop there. But they might have. I don't know. Then we might have another set of triplets next year. He's not going to be able to afford many more of those custard slices. I know that. <laughs> and, and those visits down the pub, which looked like they were pretty regular, I think he's going to have to knock them on the head as well, to be honest. And he left the pub with like six pints in front of him. I was thinking, what a waste. You can't afford to waste all those pints. And looking after the baby half cut as well. But I mean, we gloss over that. <laughs> all joking aside, I mean, it, the, the, the hard-hitting sort of areas of, of uh, sort of Call the Midwife, they do them very well. And it's a lot more than just, just giving birth, isn't it? It's not... It's not just, um, you know, that that's the format in terms of where they are and stuff, but but there's so much more that happens around that, as you say, in terms of the, the period of time it's set in, in terms of the personalities. You, you There seems to be quite a lot, you know, a large cast there and a changing cast. And so you see lots of their sort of different lives as well. So so the, although it's called Call the Midwife and there is, I'm sure, babies born every week, it that doesn't always have to be the main part of the storyline. You say changing cast. So Sister Monica Joan has been ill since, I think, series one, episode one. Like, I need what she's on. Like, I don't know if she's on Well Woman or what she's on, but she just, you know, she should definitely have been dead like three series ago. I, sh- but I she, shouldn't she be just too worried about her then because I was quite worried. I, you know, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only just getting into it. I was quite worried it could be the end, but if... if she's going to so, outlive all of us. She's made of strong stuff, is she? She is. It's time once again to add to the list of box sets to watch before you die. I hope you're making notes. Each week, one of our favourite faces from the telly gives us a must-see series. Last week, Caroline Flack chose The Sinner. And this week, we've got James McVeigh from The Vamps, who's doing it for us. And you'll remember him from I'm a Celebrity. But Jeffers, James has had some news this week. This is a newsworthy uh, person to include. Yeah, yeah. James is a friend of the podcast. We met him out in Australia. He's, uh, he had a great time in the, in the jungle and we, we made friends there. And he's got, actually got engaged this week to his girlfriend, Kirsty Britton. Aww. And um, Harry Redknapp actually helped him choose the engagement ring. So it's got a no nice... No way! Sort of, yeah, because it's got a bit of a jungle theme, um, which is very nice. So congratulations to both of them. And anyway, let's hear from James and his box set to watch before you die. Hi, I'm James McVeigh. And my box set to watch before you die is Band of Brothers. It's been two years since I've seen home. Two years. Every episode is a work of cinematic genius. It's just absolutely incredible, and each uh, segment is effectively a movie in itself. It was produced by Spielberg and Tom Hanks, who are obviously incredible. Man, it's been a long war, it's been a tough war. We fought bravely, proudly for your country. Effectively, the, um, the plot, it follows um, Easy Company, who were part of the 101st Parachute Division, who dropped into France at the very start of D-Day, and you follow them throughout the, the entirety of the war. So you, you get to see these soldiers in the early phases when they're getting to know each other when they're you know, really young, and, and you see their progression as men and soldiers and what they go through throughout France until they eventually end up in Germany. This is not dog company. This is not fox company. This, this is easy company. And under my command, this will be the first and finest company in this regiment. What's absolutely amazing about this series is it is historical. It's extremely educational and entertaining. And the amazing part of it is they incorporate real-life interviews with the people that genuinely did it. And it really does give a sobering reality of war. I've seen death. I've seen... It's impeccably done. I, I can't, I can't vouch for this series enough. And if you really want to watch something that is is genuinely 
um, educational and teaches you a lot, then I would recommend Band of Brothers. Check it out. You will not regret it. From this day to the ending of the world, we in it shall be remembered. We lucky few, we Band of Brothers. So Band of Brothers, kind of big budget before big budget was cool. What do you think, Jeffers? I think James's. it's another excellent choice. Uh, Caroline's was good, but I think James's maybe even better. I think epic is the one word that really describes this. Um, it's sort of like the, one of those shows like The Crown before, you know, before we had these big budget dramas. This was made back in 2001 and it cost about £10 million an episode, which, I mean, back then would have been, you know, incredible, even more money than it is now, really. Um, he's mentioned the big directors, Tom Hanks, uh, Steven Spielberg. And lots of big name actors as well, Damon Lewis, David Swimmer. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge production. It's ten episodes, and I think each one is like watching a film, really. Yeah, I'd sort of forgotten about this. It's something I really have to go back and watch because I mean, anything that Tom Hanks is involved with, I'm there. Although it's probably going to be a bit different from Sleepless in Seattle, I'm guessing. But I'm sorry, I have to just skip back a bit. Harry Redknapp going engagement ring shopping with James McVeigh. Why would you pick Harry Redknapp? I just don't think he's got that many jewellery-based opinions. Well, I can I can help here. When we were in Australia, uh, James said about Harry helping him and we we're all a bit confused. But it turns out Harry has got a mate, um, a, a geezer, I suppose, I imagine, <laughs> down on the south coast who who is a jeweller and, and, and works in diamonds. And I think he obviously sorted out, hopefully sorted out anyway, James, a really good deal. Is this a ring out of a car boot? <laughs> I think he's, he's done well for himself, James. He can probably afford... Yeah, no, the picture's on, uh, you'll be able to see it on his social media. It's, it's a very nice ring. I think, I'm sure Kirsty's very happy. It's, it looks to be uh, like he's bought a really good one. Lovely. And thanks, James, for your recommendation. We'll be hearing from another famous face from the telly to tell us their box set to watch before you die next week. running out of time in this week's episode but as ever we need to look at our EPGs and hazard a guess at what we're going to be talking about not just next week but also next month and next year Jeffers as always I rely on you next week what are we going to be talking about I think it's the grand tour it's Uh, coming back to Amazon it's uh, on Friday it comes out it is the third series with the guys Richard Hammond on some sort of rickety bridge in Colombia in a jeep which sounds quite dodgy and there's also trips to Mongolia and China so that should be quite interesting and they're proper marmite those three aren't they but for people who love them it's great to have them doing these huge adventures. They've scrapped the, the chat bit now, haven't they? So it's just pure driving and films and adventure fun. thing is, that with those three, you love them or hate them. I'm not a huge fan, but I know that when this comes out on Friday, there's going to be a lot of chat about it. And next month, what will we be discussing? Well, next month uh, is one of your favourites, I think, so I'm going to throw it back to you quite quickly, but it's uh, The Great British Sewing Bee. Yes! Um, it's a Bake Off spin-off, as far as I'm concerned. It's going to be in its fifth series in 2019. And, uh, yeah, that, wh- why do you like it so much? Well, I've always quite liked it, but I'm going to love it this year because Joe Lycett is hosting it and I love him. He just makes everything much more fun. I think it's got that same kind of innocence as Bake Off, right? You know, it's it's just people who love this hobby. They don't necessarily do it professionally, but they're really good at it. And seeing people create things in front of your eyes, I think it's cool. And Joe's a great host as well. Oh, it's brilliant. And next year. Yeah, there's a big new drama coming to BBC One. It's called Years and Years and it's going to have Emma Thompson in it. You don't get Emma Thompson on TV very much. That's a that's a big tick from me. Um, and it's, it's it could be on sort of almost... Uh, real life stuff is is uh, Britain is sort of rocked politically in it and uh, economically and there's lots of problems and it's basically following Emma Thompson's family in it which is the Lions family and it's sort of how they cope with the next 10 or 15 years that's got to be brilliant I can't think it's going to be anything but amazing with Emma Thompson in it and uh, as well as her you've also got Jessica Hines Rory Kinnear Anne Reid and Russell Tovey so it's a really really A-list it's an incredible cast lots for us to keep an eye on there then thanks Jeffers no worries 
And that's all we've got time for. This has been the Series Linked podcast. If you've enjoyed us, please subscribe. And the next episode will be ready and waiting for you on Tuesday morning. Be sure to rate us and leave us a nice review as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.